You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. In Congress, Republicans have retaken the House for the first time since 2018, but they still face a Democrat Senate and president. So for the time being, much of their desired legislation is unlikely to go anywhere. In Michigan, the reverse is true for Democrats. After decades out of power, Democrats have gained control of the governor and executive branch and both houses of the state legislature, something that hasn't happened since 1983. The first legislative target is the state's right-to-work law. Today, we're going to take a look at Michigan House Bills 4004 and its identical Senate version, Senate Bill 5, as well as House Bill 4005, all introduced this legislative term. Starting with House Bill 4004, the bill would repeal the existing right-to-work provisions, that is, it would strike provisions currently allowing individuals to work for a public employer or state entity without joining a union, if the entity is unionized. Instead, the bill would codify that a public employer can, quote, make an agreement with an exclusive bargaining representative and, quote, require as a condition of employment that all other employees in the bargaining unit pay to the exclusive bargaining representative a service fee equivalent to the amount of dues uniformly required of union members. That is, even if they're not union members, employees must pay the equivalent of union dues to the union. House Bill 4005 would extend that to private employers. It would allow employers to, quote, enter into an all-union agreement with one labor organization, provided that the organization is the one that was established by the employees when they sought to unionize. This means that any employees of an entity that unionizes could be required to pay union dues or face termination. Supporters of both pieces of legislation argues that it gives workers better bargaining power as unions to negotiate higher wages and better working conditions. They argue that it ensures that, in addition to employee solidarity, a union is able to be effective. House Bill 4004 would likely face constitutional challenges, however, as the Supreme Court ruled in 2018 that a similar law in Illinois was unconstitutional in Janus v. AFSCME. In his majority opinion, Justice Alito wrote, quote, States and public sector unions may no longer extract agency fees from non-consenting employees. This procedure violates the First Amendment and cannot continue. Well, one of the reasons for that opinion in the First Amendment theory is based on where union fees go. According to the Center for Union Facts, in the past decade, $1.3 billion of union dues have been given to political organizations. Of that money, 99% went to Democrat or left-wing organizations, entities, or campaigns, though polling at the time showed that union members voted roughly 60-40. And that's with the massive number of right-to-work laws. If union membership became a requirement for jobs, the percentage of union members voting Republican could increase. One thing to note, however, is that Janus only applies to public sector unions, not to unions established in private corporations. At the time of the passage of Michigan's right-to-work legislation 10 years ago, Governor Whitmer, then the Senate Minority Leader, spoke out against it. You want to pass right-to-work legislation that hurts workers and our economy by lowering employee wages, benefits, and workplace protections. Another bow to big business and wealthy special interests at the cost of our people. Recently, in an interview with M Live, the governor said she still supports the repeal of right to work, but no longer believes that to be antithetical to business interests. There's this tendency to say we're either a place that's good for business or good for workers. You know what? We have to be both. It's a false choice to say it's one or the other. Their industry is absolutely dependent on their workforce, and their workforces are unionized, and it's been good for the company. And I think that's why. It's so important that we reject the false choice that it's one or the other. Michigan created the middle class in the United States and around the world. And it was because workers were able to bargain for 
their pay and their time off with their family, et cetera. Um, and so I, I do think that that's an, an important right that workers should have, and we can still make Michigan a place where our economy thrives and business can be successful. Republican State Representative Andrew Fink opposes these bills and the repeal of right-to-work protections. He told me that if people really benefited from the union protections, they would join a union without the laws forcing them to do so. The idea of a collective bargaining agreement is that the workers are stronger when they are grouped together as a negotiating piece because any one person maybe is easy to replace but not all or half of the employees or whatever. But if a person makes a different judgment about that, the labor laws we have don't need, doesn't need to protect the union itself if it's not actually a persuasive entity, You know, if it doesn't actually provide the benefits to the individual members sufficient to make them more to join it. So that's that's kind of the stakes there. And the states that are growing, the southern states with low income taxes also tend to have right to work laws in place, and many of them have for a really long time. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.